Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Thanks for being a part of it and allowing it to be a part of you. It is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max with Sir Kustak from the Yes Network joining us the whole hour here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80. J. Williams over there, Keyshawn Johnson over there as well. Hello, Freddie, coming in from Max Kellerman. Keep hitting us up. We'd love to hear what you have to say at Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. And real quick, and you guys are discussing in terms of dynamics when it comes to players and how things work. How interesting is it that Jimmy Butler was supposed to be a guy that was a dynamic killer, and nobody's had that discussion about him ever since he's gotten to Miami after what happened in Minnesota and even a little bit in Philadelphia where they still miss that guy being there more than anybody else. So this, this is why I'll be afraid up. Uh, Freight up. Jeez, get it together, Wake Williams. Up. up. I'm up. It's nine. I'll be straight up about it. <laughs> so a lot of me, Sarah, because I'm always on my phone, right? I'm constantly on apps. You know, I'm trying to get Key to download a damn app on his phone. Oh. But the, uh, drastic key, difference. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. Throw these He's still trying whatever. to fix the antennas on his TV screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, he's leaning this way. Oh, I think I saw something. What was that? Good we burn. Know that feeling, Good burn there, Jay. Well, that one, Freddie. What was that? I think I saw something. Go stand, um, <laughs> go stand over there and hold that, Jay. Go stand. <laughs> Tilt it a little more to the right. Oh, and not one of those friends. All I'm saying, though, is that when we live in a highlight-driven world, right, when people wake up and they see recaps of games, you're not showing Jimmy Butler highlights. They're not going viral. They're yeah. not trending throughout the course of the regular season. You're seeing Kyrie do two moves making people fall. You're seeing Jason Tatum go for 50-plus. You're seeing Luka Doncic do something that reminds you of LeBron James. You see Stephen Curry breaking records for threes, slingshotting it, taking shots, and then tell you, don't, don't shoot like me, little kids. I shoot differently, right? You don't see those same things at Jimmy Butler. So that the sex appeal almost feels like it's not as shiny of an object, right? It's a little bit more fundamentally sound, a little bit more gritty, more like Batman than Superman. And I, I think now people are starting to appreciate that more because that transcends into culture and that translates into just getting the job done on the court. Yeah, it, it, it looks different. Like you say, Jay, it's not the highlight splash. It's not crackle pop that everybody wants in sports. And that's the way that I look at it. People that know basketball, they appreciate that that Mm -hmm. more so than the snack, crackle, pop, splash. It's just like in football. More football coaches appreciate a certain type of guy versus what we show on Monday night highlights. And, And if you ever notice, the splash guys in sports typically go away. Guys like Jimmy Butler, they stay around for a long time. What what did you both just describe? You described a mentality, a characteristic of something that you don't always see pop up on a box score. That, to me, is heat culture. That's why where he's at and what he's doing and what that team is about. Like, it, it's not the same. I know we're talking about Jimmy. P.J. Tucker changed the complexion of that game in mm-hmm. the second half coming back. But how do you – does the casual fan know anything more about P.J. Tucker than – He's got some fire on his feet and, mm-hmm. and wears some of the dopest sneakers. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he is such an integral part of what they do. And when it comes to Jimmy, I'll never forget the, the dialogue and conversation when, when he was leaving Philly, going to Miami, talking about winning. It was, wait a second, you're in a place that you can absolutely have a great opportunity 
to win a title. If you're about winning, why? Wh- wait, what's different about Miami? And he is just a winner. And right. everywhere he goes, that's about what he instills. And to me, that's why it's such a perfect fit for where he's at, this organization, why things operate and function as they do, because they are all about the details, the attention to detail, and about what can we do to win. And to me, that's that's exactly what Jimmy So you ready for the tough question, sir? Give it to me. Is Jimmy Butler a top five player in the NBA? <sighs> See, th- this is where I, you end up struggling, right? Like, so let's go through yeah. a couple of the names. Well, what I would we'll say, Giannis. But wait, before you go through your names, okay. what do you – it's all subjective. How do, right. you define, it how do you define? It's like MVP well, voting. Top five player. Is it based on their volume of scoring? How do you define? Their, how would you define it? I would define it as someone that gives me everything. Okay. Meaning, okay. a LeBron or Jimmy Butler, they give me everything. Okay. On so both put, ends of the floor, leadership in the locker room. Okay. All I know every time I so get on is that Ste- court. Is Stephen Curry a top five? Because he doesn't give it to you in the defensive end the same. See, I that, don't, but, where, but th- this is where those lists. But this is where the lists are so. T- but, they're but also right. so much, fluid. They're but, also so yep. fluid. Even though you don't give you some things on the defensive end, if there's a category of let's say eight things, he gonna give you seven of the eight. So he's top five to you. all eight. Almost Luca is Luca top five because he gives you seven out of eight. Mm-hmm. So I mean, Joel Embiid. I mean, so like this, this I, is what I, I have get a into. feeling is you're about to list off eight players that I'm going to be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, well, That's what I'm saying. So, uh-huh, like, I, I get into – we, we we're talking fit. about this, Sarah. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit more stingy in the basketball world where I feel like every day people are like, oh, he's a superstar. People are a superstar. I'm like, yo, I don't – how many superstars? How many? How many? I don't use that. You're, you're don't exactly use right. It. I don't use that word. How many superstars do you think are in? The, what What is your see? I think limit there's, to a, there, but there is there's another you? definition. What's the definition of a superstar? I think in basketball related terms, for me as a hooper, every day my life, Jimmy Butler's a superstar. I think in common everyday people's lives, he's, he's not, not a superstar. I, I agree. He's not. He's not a. He's not a common everyday household name yep. like Stephen Curry is, mm-hmm. like LeBron is, like KD is. As became over time like Giannis has become because of winning a championship last year I think Jimmy Butler can win a championship this year and still not be a superstar as seen outside the basketball circles mm-hmm. whereas inside that inside those lines I know what time it is see I think I think he will if he win a championship we'll see it, 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 the reason I say this is because for my definition of defining superstar there's many things that go with that what is his snack crackle pop off the court we know when he's going to be on the court Take care of business on the court. Now, all of a sudden, you start to see him in these commercials on the airlines. Yep. Now, all of a sudden, he's going to get more stuff. And people will start to gravitate toward that because Miami will become what it was once before with LeBron, with D-Wade, with Shaq, where all of a sudden, the Miami Heat were cool. They were cool at that point in time. I have two questions for you. One, why... It feels like with him, we predicate so much on how we evaluate or think of players in their postseason performance. Mm-hmm. He is someone who Next rises level. to the every, All, every single postseason. playoff. So when, when you look at players and, and how you're categorizing he, every single postseason – and on top of that, why do you sit with the bubble? Them going to the finals, he had all all the the coffee and yeah. making the. Co- I yeah. mean, he's got such a enigmatic, great personality. Why then? Why do you think it didn't take off? Didn't win. Then? Didn't win. He only got there. Had he beat the Lakers, one, that's gonna kick you to the next level. Yeah. Like he's right there, but a championship kicks you to the next level. You know this, Sarah and Jay. Y'all follow basketball 
till y'all wake up in the morning all night long. When you don't win a championship, you're just a guy. When you win a championship, that thing takes you to another level. You see, think nobody's superstars in the NBA without championships. I don't even think if Miami won a championship, it would have taken him to the next level at that time. The reason, oh, no, you're right. The at reason why time. I think it, it, it added a notch for LeBron James is because he had already won three, mm-hmm. and there's this race against Michael Jordan. Whereas I think with Jimmy, and people still use the bubble, the bubble to discredit the Lakers championship, even though I wouldn't. I know how difficult it is, but still, there are some valid points about going on the road, playing true road games in those type of environments, even though I think what they were able to accomplish was still extremely challenging. So you felt like it was pickup basketball? <laughs> I don't think it was definitely levels to it, but it was, it was just different. Well, everyone had that same sterile I was just about to say everybody I think it would have been an even even more elevated excuse mm-hmm. for Miami because of injuries, gotcha. because of the bubble. I think this is like the first time you're seeing them go out and truly be that team. I still wonder where we'll put Jimmy Butler in the – You win a championship, you straight. Yeah, but, yeah, in, but in, in the overall arch of superstardom uh-huh. yeah. compared to the others. So. Yeah. By the, great, great stuff by Keyshawn, J. Will, and Freddie coming in from Max Kellen along with Sarah Kustak, Yes Network Basketball Analyst, giving us a straight talk, brother, by straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius Edmund Channel 80. Here's the problem. I need more of the K. Okay. Sarah Kustak, e, yeah. you feel better yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. Is that fine yeah, now? Yeah. It's not even your name. She's not having a problem with Freddie, it, but you guys have a problem Freddie, with it. Because it sounds like you're saying Kustaf. It sounds like music to my ears. Thank you. However you say it. Thank you. Thank you. The voice. Thank Freddie, you. I'm just going to start calling you the voice. Freddie, just keep talking. You can pronounce things just however you want. But, but, I'll throw, but I'll throw this at you guys real quick because how many times we heard from people that they want very unselfish or selfless superstars. You have one of Jimmy Butler, and yet you don't want to give him credit. This guy scored 41 points last night and took 19 shots. We give other people credit when they score 50 in the game, they take 80 shots. This guy was that efficient, has been efficient on a national level for more than a minute. And the key's point, now you're starting to see more commercials. But yet, here's the problem with Jimmy Butler. We keep saying we're looking for that player. He's right here in the fi- Eastern Conference Finals. He's been in the NBA Finals and went head up against LeBron and almost single-handedly got Miami a championship. He scared the Lakers to death. Yeah. But yet, there's always something that people want to look the other way for somebody else where you have a guy in Jimmy Butler who is what you want in a basketball player and a superstar and a guy who plays very selfless and makes his team better, and yet you, you, like, you always try to fight, yeah, but. Yeah, but, Freddie, that, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, but. Yeah, yeah. But. but I was going to say, yeah, but, Freddie, that narrative, like Sarah has said, has been fluid. That wasn't the same. I mean, look, if Miami doesn't get there, I don't know if we're having the same conversation about Jimmy because I'm curious how things would have panned out in Miami mm-hmm. just hearing stories around – you know, some of the friction that he's had with some players and with Eric Spolstra. So it's funny, like, the story changes. And also, we're not even talking about Minnesota and how things went down in Minnesota because I think that really hurt Jimmy Butler's overall character when people start assessing how he is. Now we're there where it's like, He's a winner. Look how it affects your culture yeah. in a great way. But okay. it's been fluid, man. It's yeah, been an but interesting you bounce, ride. You bounce back from that sort of stuff, though, Jay. Yeah, by and, winning. And, uh, by two winning. months ago, or whatever it was, three months ago, whenever the little tiff happened on the sideline in Miami, that was the conversation then. We don't know if they wouldn't have made it to the Eastern Conference Final and potentially to the championship. That conversation changes. Now that they look like they're going to go, guess what? Everything is kumbaya. That's just the way it is. We'll see. 
What do you think about that? Well, but to Jay's point, this is where I think the accumulation of things, you go back to Minnesota. So I covered Jay. I was still, I was covering the Chicago Bulls when he came in his rookie year. And his story, I mean, people talk about like someone you should get behind, his backstory, what he came in as. First of all, him growing up, his rookie year, the progression of him from becoming a 20 point score his third year to an all star his fourth Even year. Go back playing to, he sent his eight letter of intent via fax from McDonald's to Marquette. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'll never forget he came in for his, his press conference introducing him, and he was just so excited to go to Portillo's. Shout out Portillo's in, in Chicago. <laughs> uh, but, exactly. it, but it's the little things. But, but to that point, then what happened with Minnesota and, and how that may have changed the perception of his leadership skills. Um, but understanding that that's that's who he is, the dog. He was trying to get guys to a different level, but takes them to the playoffs. Then what happened with Philadelphia? And none of us are inside the locker rooms. None of us know the exact nature of things that go on with relationships. But the way that that ended, I often wonder, and we see the the tip with him and, and Spo on the sideline, which, you know, they're able to handle that. But I, I'm curious how much in some regard those types of things continue to build and not saying it should or not saying we know what's actually happening, but how that shades the way people view him or the mm-hmm. way in which he is discussed. Well, Sarah, how do you, how do you, Sarah, real quick, how do you view him in terms of the best players left in the playoffs when it comes to Jimmy Butler in Miami? He's number two for me. Luke is number one. Jimmy's number two. Who's three? I'm not. Number three. Well, the ranking now since you're going down this lane. I, um, I've been back and forth on this, but up to this point – Tatum. Yeah, say Steph. it with your chest. Steph has Tatum. not so played. Steph, so Steph, Steph dropped Steph, 40 tonight, and then the conversation I think Steph's going to. I think Steph's going to come back. I think, I mean, it, it's also wild for us to be talking about him not playing that well. And then you look at his not. I mean, he's shooting, what, 36% from three, and we're acting like that's – but he, he's not the Steph that we have known him to be. Sure. I think that will change. Okay. So but up to this point, that up to this point, that's, that's where I would So just him. so I have it on the record, Sarah. I need you to give me one through four. So one for you is Luca. right now. Are we? Am yes, I, yes. You're giving right us a now, list. Yes, right one now, through four. Are you going to come back number next one. week? No, number, number one. Number one, Luka Doncic. Number two, Jimmy Butler. Number three. Ooh, I like this. Yes, Freddie, almost like your voice. Uh, <laughs> Much better than mine. Jason. Oh, what's going? Jason Tatum. <laughs> no. She forgot the name now, Freddie. Oh, <laughs> good thing Freddy this is low. radio, what's not cameras. Uh, Jason Tatum, number three. Number, Number four. four. Oh, yeah, there we go, Freddie. Double that up. Uh, <laughs> Steph, Steph, Steph. I got you, Steph. I got you, I'm Steph. loving this. I love it. Yo, real talk. I'm laying <laughs> out. Lay out. It is interesting, though, about Steph, and every Warriors fan gets so angry because they're diehard Steph and Curry fans, and I get it. But we have not seen the best of Stephen Curry yet. In, in game six, he helped close out down the stretch uh, against Memphis. But still, like it, it feels like you're waiting for him to get to this point. It's, but we've been talking more so about Jordan Poole mm-hmm. than we have about Stephen Curry. But his not best is good enough. Understand, because yes. of the way that team is constructed, yes. yes. And it's yeah. about getting there. Yes. It's about getting there. I don't, I, it, we just talked about the individual numbers. We talked about that. When you put up individual numbers, the, the, ooh, wow, he's on Sports Center. But they're getting there. 
Yeah, and, and that's but done. being the fourth best player in the postseason isn't a knock. No, like, it's not. That's not a knock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but for when you say that about a guy who was the only unanimous MVP in the history of the yeah. league, the it feels times. like a slight, yeah. even though we as basketball people, we're just telling you what we see with our eyes. Mm-hmm. That's true. Sarah's rankings brought to you I, by Dell for your small business needs. Call Dell Technologies oh. Advisor today at eight seven seven Ask Dell. That is eight seven seven Ask Dell. Real quick, when you guys mentioned about Steph Curry, by the way, Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, Freddie coming from Max Kellen, along with Sarah Kustak of the Yes Network. So there, Keyshawn Johnson on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius X Channel 80. It's funny you mentioned about Steph Curry because he's gotten to a certain point where anything less than the level we're used to seeing, it's like we don't want to account for the fact that Steph Curry's not a young guy anymore. Steph Curry part of the old heads now because it's becoming a young heads game now. It's going to be Luka's league. It's going to be Jason Tatum's league. It's going to be those job Morant. It's going to be their league sooner than later. We have to get used to the fact that Steph and Clay are part of the old heads now. They're with Kevin Durant and closer to that and LeBron James and those guys. And yet, Jay Wu, you pointed out, he's not playing well because we're used to a level that we may not see again. And we may have to get used to that because Steph Curry's not that young kid anymore, lighting up the NBA from the three point line like we're used to seeing. He's shooting 37% from three. Well, Freddie, exactly. Well, Freddie, hold on. Now, this, I, I do want to put it into perspective because sometimes the days get confused with the weeks and the months and the years. It wasn't the beginning of the year, man. He was people were saying that he was going to be the MVP. No doubt, I hear you. Before he before he got hurt, like he was playing, yes. uh, even though he went through a little bit of a downward spiral, like he was playing a prolific level of basketball that reminded y'all he's still that guy, man. But but to put it in perspective, and Key, I know what you're about to say, but to put it in perspective, how incredible he is. This was the first season he ever shot under forty one percent from mm-hmm. three. So Damn. we are just so numb. Yep. To him being lights out. I, but whatever, 36, 37% is still damn good, right? And he's got a whole nother two series potentially to go through in the playoffs, meaning this one in the championship. All of a sudden, you look up and dude's shooting 45%. But see, here, here's, what I, here's what I hate about it. Because I think when it's all said and done, Stephen Curry will be a top 10 greatest player of all time when his career is all said and done. Okay. But if he doesn't, if he doesn't be the guy right on this team in the next two series, what even though he will have four world championships, two without Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. Okay. If he does some people, you're ready for it. Finals MVP. If he doesn't get that, that goes like a Jordan pool or a clay Thompson. Some, no people some people will try to use that to discredit Ain't no some his people. legacy. You mean Max thing. Kellerman. Yeah, and I, won't, I, I refuse to let that happen. I agree yeah, with that. I'm with you. Because this is a team that sport. Yes. That does not matter. But that that's, is a that's small one of Max's part of... hang-ups, though. He's really stuck on our the best player on the best team. He's and I'm like, he already was. He already was. He is. He also changed the complexion of how you play and shoot. and Like, there were so many things that – my son so shoots from his kneecaps. Exceed how the game is played now mm-hmm. that he, that Steph Curry has an imprint on. Yes. And it's yeah. a part of the way he played. It's yeah. a part of what he does. Yeah. So I think that you factor in. But I think one one finals MVP to his long list of his resume is not going to fa- – how we Wait. remember him, where we place him, the legacy that he has, to me that has no bearing on on what it is that we look at. And he's still got a long career. His game – is going to age well. Like he's still, he's still got a lot of miles left. I'll, I'll say this about if Eric Spolster wins a world championship, is he 
one of the greatest coaches the game of basketball has ever seen. But see, what he's starting. He's starting to have that conversation he's about he's him already, now because he's, he's already top fifteen in the NBA. So crazy about in, that, though, NBA's coach? top seventy-five, right? Top fifteen greatest coaches in NBA history. He's already there, so it starts that but, conversation. But Jay, he ain't never go get that credit though. Never, never. never. No, 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 no. no I, but oh, here's why. I'm gonna tell you why. And, uh, no, I'm gonna tell you why. One, he's had one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven Hall of Famers. But so Wait, what, hold on. This is what they're going to say. Say there are seven Hall of Famers, right? And a dude above him. Pat Riley. Yep. Pat Riley. They're going to give Pat Riley all of that credit, even though eSports is the one on the floor doing mm-hmm. it. Well, how about, I mean, how, same for Phil Jackson. I mean, Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen. But what are they going to do with Phil Jackson? But you got, well, Jerry Krause is the one that drafted a lot well, of these players. Why, that, here's why Phil gets the credit. Because he unlocked Michael Jordan. They You're could, t- you tell me wait, oh, Eric Spolster didn't unlock LeBron James? That's what the, LeBron went to a championship without Eric Spolster. Well, but a, after, after I, he learned how it. to win in Miami. I get it, though. No, he went to a championship in Cleveland. And he, he went lost. to a championship and lost, but he didn't, he didn't get that, it over the But hump. they're going to say LeBron, and I understand what you're saying, he unlocked LeBron. But Phil Jackson unlocked Michael. Michael Jordan was just a scorer, an all-star he didn't take the Bulls to a but championship. all coaches are byproducts of their organization I get it. when it's I'm all just said and done. You where, what they'll say. Where I disagree with you, Key, uh-huh. is that the team, you mentioned the Hall of Famers he's had, the teams, the personnel, the fit, the style of play, I, it, he has been able to navigate what his group looks like yes. and how he gets no them doubt. to win. And mm. I think some of the most impressive seasons have not necessarily been the final seasons, have not when they made, like, the groups that of players. That one season a couple years ago, That he had is able to get everything out of. And if you watch right. him, I mean, those, uh, the basketball heads that watch him in a game, the in-game adjustment, like, you can't credit, putting together rosters, bringing guys together, that's one thing. Yeah. The in-game adjustments that he makes, to me, are Unreal. second enough. I mean, like we mentioned, they've outscored their opponents by a plus 102 in the third quarter in the NBA playoffs. That's making those kind of adjustments after what happened in the first half didn't work and make sure that they're going to flip that around and work in the second half when it comes to Eric Spolster. Great. And Freddie, just reminding people, Jimmy Butler was the 30th pick mm-hmm. in the first round. Oh, you, yeah. you know the so Miami? Like, yeah, you, and you're too young to notice, Sarah and Jay Will, but Keyshawn will notice as well. The Miami Heat are just like the old adage by Bumfield's old NFL coach. They can take his and and beat Yun, then take Yun and beat his and. and that's what the Miami Heat do. They take guys, they bring them, and they make them better than what they were, or even not even considered when from that standpoint. Great conversation involving Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, Sarah Kustak in for Freddie Coleman as well with Max Kelman on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80 on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. You're going to find out why the numbers 1 and 240 have a lot to do with the future when it comes to James Harden. That's after Jay Williams has this from Straight Talk. Cutting the price from your wireless bill feels good. Really good, Key. Yes. Actually, it feels great. You should try it. So cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless. Now offering our $45 Silver Unlimited plan with 5 gigabytes of hotspot and nationwide 5G on America's largest, most dependable networks. The $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. A month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G cable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary.
Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bought, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We're about to find out why the numbers 1 and 240 have a lot to do with the future of James Harden in Philadelphia. With Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, Freddie coming in for Max Kellerman, and Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Since XM Channel 80, Sarah Kustak from the Yes Basketball, Yes Network, excuse me, the basketball analyst, joining us here to talk about James Harden and that Supermax contract. Is he going to opt in for that one year, or will they not even have that when it comes to Philadelphia and sign him to a max deal that could involve up to two hundred and forty million dollars? Sarah, a lot of discussion about this inside, outside of Philadelphia. People think that Dal Moore would be crazy to give him a supermax contract. It would not surprise me if he did, but it's going to be very interesting about is he going to get that supermax contract? If you're Dal Moore, what are you doing, Freddie? If I'm Daryl Morey. There is no way I'm giving the Supermax contract to James Harden, but let me couch this by saying, <laughs> couch this by saying, I do. So I got to watch James Harden up close and personal when he came over the trade from Brooklyn, and I've never been so wowed by a player um, in watching him on TV. A, you know, see him twice a year, a handful of times throughout the course of just watching film, as opposed to a night by night basis. His nature of understanding the game, his passing. There's so many aspects to his game that I think despite what we've seen with his body, his conditioning, his hamstring, um, how he will be able to return and still find ways to potentially age gracefully into ways he can be impactful for a team. That being said, that doesn't make a Supermax player. And so I think... No matter what he's done through his career, it's what's it going to look like the next four or five years? What's it going to look like next year? What's it going to look like the next two years? And so to me, his ability to be able to have an offseason 
to get his body right mm-hmm. and off-season and preseason and camp to better understand how to play in the system that Doc wants them to play, how to play better next to Embiid, what it looks like in the surrounding cast, where he was so good when I saw him at his best was his ability to elevate the others around him. And I'm just not sure he had that time in the short span of what he did with Philly in the small amount of time to really figure that out for himself and figure out where his body was. We we saw he he didn't have that first step. He didn't have the burst. He Mm -hmm. couldn't get to the basket. All of those things, I think we too quickly assume a player should just be able to snap and turn and be able to perform. And so that's why Supermax, no. Do you figure out a way to still pay him and extend him? However, I think he can still be an impactful player just in a different way than we've seen him in the past. So here's what I would say prior to trading for James Harden, if I'm in the room, Sarah, if I'm in the room and I know that I'm a getting James Harden, I already know what he's going to potentially be. But I also have to be cautious of what he could be down the line. So I'm saying to myself, okay, I got to give him $275 million because he's going to opt in and we got to do this deal. If it doesn't work out, what am I willing to do? I've given up a haul to get him. I can't let him walk out the door. I'll look like an idiot as a front office guy. $270 plus million dollars are on the line. Year one and two, whatever that number is going to be, now I'm thinking about three, four, and five. Am I willing as an organization, Jay, in years three, four, and five of the deal to pay a guy, I don't know what they are, 50 plus, 60 million on the back end for what I would deem at that age from now to then as a role player for us, am I willing to spend 50, call it, let's for round numbers, $150 million over the last three years of a deal for a role player? Am I willing to do that? Because if I'm willing to do it, then I go ahead and extend him $240-something million and let him know, can't give it all to you, but I give you 240 because you're not going to get the 240 in the streets. You're just not. At least I don't think, based on all the negativity, that he's gotten over the last couple of months about his play, that somebody out there is going to say, here's $250 million. Real quick, especially when the only thing missing from your resume is a championship. Yeah. So I, it, it, I, so I can sell that to get him on the cheap, and we want to go out and buy some players to help us win. Yeah, maybe you'll be able to get him a couple million off, $10 million, $15 million. He's going to get his money. So I can't get you for $240? Maybe, maybe, to maybe $250, $260. He, he, but you're not getting. I, I'm, I'm just gonna put this in perspective. Look, I, and I, I've been the first one to say this guy's about James Harden. About James Harden. No, but he, James Harden. First off, is gonna get the bag because he is entrenched in the organization. Daryl Morey has known this guy for a long time. Same with Michael Rubin, the owner, one of the part owners of the team, has known him for a very long time. That's number one. Number two, and I said that I don't see James Harden coming back this year to the player he was, but the dude is playing on a hurt hamstring. Okay. So I am going to put that in perspective, and I am going to do justice uh, to James Harden. He's one of the most innovator, innovative players the game of basketball has ever seen. So I am willing to say this. If James Harden has a sit-down meeting with Daryl Morey, Doc Rivers, ownership, and says, you know what, y'all? Y'all are exactly right. I'm going to do what it takes to get my body back in shape. I'm going to be here, and next year it's going to be different. It's going to be scary hours all over again. If he does all those things, he's going to get his bag. He's but going Jay, to get it. You're going to I, give it to I, I, him, No, Kate. I understand that, but it's like baseball. On the back end, see, are you willing to pay that money on the I, back end? I'm not end? worried as much if that brings me a championship. I need to win a championship. So I'm more okay. looking at Tobias Harris 
and the makeup of my roster more so than I'm looking at James Harden. I'm saying, Tobias Harris, I like you, not for that price. And that was management before me. I have to find a way to get you off my books. I have to find a way to get another superstar in here, potentially, or other better fitting pieces that help James Harden to be that prolific passer that can knock down shots consistently from the outside. Is he your number two or number three? I mean, mm-hmm. if I could have him as my number three, I'd take that. For that, think, for that kind of money? Do you no, think, I'm about to say. For, for 50, what do you, what do you, think, do what do you think, think that we think the Brooklyn will, Nets were going to do? Do you think Max It was the same will, thing, Freddie. KD, think, Kyrie. Yeah, and, but he looked good with it, the Nets, though. But that's what I'm saying. He dealt with injury. That's, I, I'm yeah. not losing fact of who James Harden was a okay. year ago. And, I'm not. Yeah, and Key, that's where I think. Stop frowning. You can't, get, you, but you can't overlook <laughs> between injury and between change. And t- he is such you, you nailed. He's such a cerebral player uh-huh. that his fit. Like this was this was the least amount of shots he took when he, his time in Philly and through the postseason yeah. since like his third or fourth year in the league since he was playing with Oklahoma City since he was like a six guy. Like he wasn't. I think there's reasons he wasn't himself. Once he talked, uh, one he talked a lot about his confidence and his body. Yeah, I understood. But additionally, I think he is someone that is is so focused on the actual. Like, think about he plays at a slower place. He's very pace. He's very methodical. He's deliberate. He wants. To, he is so specific about. I want you here in the corner, and you come up here on the way. Everything that he runs. Is is so strategic in how he sees the floor, how he sees picking apart a defense, and I don't think he had the runway to figure that out with Doc, with the, the group, with the pick. definitely in not the with Matisse Thybulle sitting in the short corner, but because you, no, you don't have to help on but that. But that's part of the things yes, that I think personnel. it was all about personnel. It was yes. all about timing, and like that series. See, I, I mean, and, and I don't know if it changes, but yeah. not having Embiid. Those two games, like there, there was just a lot of factors that I think are are complicated and layered. When he it comes he, to he it. did enough for me with Philly where I would pay him, but I'm just thinking as a front office person. Yeah. In years three, four, and five of the New Deal, that type of money because what has James Harden oh, got for you? Does he got another five years of if that greatness? Mo- if that money gets you one championship, is it worth it? I don't know, Jay. I think it is. I don't know because it ain't my money. <laughs> <laughs> it may not be their money, but it may not be their championship either. I mean, they if that money get it done with Ben Philly. Simmons and Kyrie and KD get you a chip, is it worth it? Yeah. yeah. For a champ- lot of owners, yeah. it is. Yeah, for a lot of owners, it is. Of especially course it is. They'll, they'll have that championship pay for a lot of things and sins that they're going to have that championship no matter what a player is going to bring to the table. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max Keyshawn Johnson. Jay Williams, Freddie coming in from Max Kellerman. Sarah Kustock from the Yes Network joining us here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius X and Channel 80. The word need when it comes to game one tonight involving the Mavericks and the Warriors to kick off the Western Conference Finals. That's next. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. 
Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepicks.com slash morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash morning, code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, Freddie Coleman, and for Max Kellerman. We have the NBA Draft Lottery. The Orlando Magic, for the fourth time in the lottery era, will be picking number one. But, Jay Will, a lot of buzz not about it, and we had the discussion about should the NFL have a draft lottery like the NBA does? No! I just <laughs> – look, anything that – we, we often talk about this on the show, Freddie, that football is king, right? I can't tell you how many times – I've heard that line. Mm-hmm. And and I get it. When Tom Brady, he talk about all the big-time superstars in the NFL, how the, their season, it's incredible, right? It's a right. great product. Anything you can do to build layering around the marketing of that product, why would you not do it? Well, the problem, though, the NBA, though, Jay, is essentially you are forfeiting games by tanking to get in the lottery pool mm-hmm. in the National Football League, the mentality of the player. You got to hear me here, you and Sarah. The mentality of the player is different. That's not always the case in basketball, though. You don't players aren't just tanking. I mean, you may have organizations that try tanking, like Philly back in the day, but mostly organizations. That's why I'm curious, Keith. Which, yeah. which the because teams if that, I tank as a player, that affects my dough. If my you pay- put if you putting a bad product out on the field, those players are still going to run through a wall because they are playing for 31 other teams. In basketball, I feel like you could put a bad product out on the court 
every single year by selecting bad players that don't belong in the damn NBA. But that's different than the players not running through a wall when they're on the floor. Because this is, they I think feel like the, this is I their think opportunity. The, I think players will run through a wall when they're on the floor. But if four players or three players run through a wall when they're on the floor, you ain't going to be a last place team in the NBA. When you got good players, if you have good players, if but you look, got good players, players but like Oklahoma City, for example, they Al Horford didn't play all of last year. He's fresh this year for Boston, but like it, it's also guys you determine well, we're going to shut you down. Oh, you may have an well, injury, but, but I don't think it's the players. It's not. But another Sabonis, thing that you, but, but that's not hard. the players. But another thing you got to realize though is in the NBA, their money is so long and guaranteed. Mm-hmm. They gonna get their money in the NFL. If you ain't on film. Forget it. You can forget That's, it. Yeah, but okay, but it still doesn't tap into like what's wrong with having the lottery, regardless of whether players decide to take or not. Because you got to be a bad team. Coach. Yeah, but there are there are automatically bad teams in the NFL. Think about there the Miami, think about what happened with the Miami Dolphins a couple years ago. Brian Flores. Everybody thought that they were tanking. Men, them dudes was running through a wall, and then when it hit, they became a playoff team. It so doesn't. It just don't work like that. In the NBA, you getting ready to get 150 million, whether you put a shot up or not. I mean, that depends if Stephen Ross was telling him for $100,000. <laughs> There's a lot of different stuff here we can get into. Allegedly. 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 Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Allegedly. 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 I really didn't know what a roast was. It is, is Keyshawn, J. Will, I and Max on ESPN you. Radio, the ESPN app. Series, X and Channel Hold 80. on, Freddie. Keep talking over this beat. Keep going. I will say- <laughs> Listen, I didn't realize. I thought it was Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, not like Quiet Storm Radio in the morning. If you had told me that, just give the people what they want. Freddie Jay's hating on me right now. This isn't about you. This isn't about you. This is about me. This isn't about you. This is about Sarah. Freddie, that she bat the eyelashes. Bullets already firing over here. She said, "Keep talking to me, Freddie." I can see it now. Jay wants to talk up records now here on Keyshawn Jay and Max. Y'all, y'all get ready to cause some problems up in here, man. Kiss after dark with you're now tuning to WDAS-FM. Yes. Somewhere Frankie Crocker is smiling on this whole conversation. <laughs> Let's put it that way. You, get a, you got a chance to choose your own adventure. The, the categories were a roast of Tom Brady. he take game of the Eastern Conference Finals over Boston. Leo Messi to MLS. A Luka versus Steph expectation for game one tonight. That won the day at 43%. Luka versus Steph. He take game one Eastern Conference Finals at 19%. Messi to MLS at 21%. And the roast of Tom Brady, 17%, everybody, in terms of choose your own adventure. Where's the game at? San Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah, San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. Golden State has home court advantage. Why, Chase? Who told me it was? Somebody told me it was in Dallas. Hey, real quick, James, what's the spread for tonight? Uh, let me check on that real quick. Yeah, exactly. Seven and a half. I wonder how much, uh, how much Dallas has given me tonight. Are you, oh, you going to place a little bit of a wager? If you tell me? Uh, I, mean, I, I won bit. last night. Oh, I did? told people to take my. I, I, t- I told people a two point favorite for Miami. Take it. Yeah, Golden State's a five point favorite. Five. Yep. Point. Five point oh, favorite. Yeah, over under two fourteen and a half. Over under two fourteen and a half. Ooh, it's kind of low. I think Dallas yeah. gets tonight. You do? I think they're Why? on the roll. Why? I think they've got so much feel good right now after they played in Game Six, Game Seven. I think they've got no pressure. Uh, and I think Luca is just at another level. He's going to be out hunting. I, yeah, that I do environment, think though. I'm, I'm worried. Have you been to Chase Center yet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you, how would you, how would you uh, compare that with, or I know it's hard to oh, compare with same. Oracle, but how I know, it's but different, how, much different you think, feel. how much do you think that factors in? There's definitely a different feel in Chase. It doesn't feel as rowdy as Oracle yep. felt to me. 
because. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree. Location, I would agree. Maybe. Well, what is it? Look, what is it? Of how it's built. One is yeah. nice and yeah. pretty in San Francisco. Yeah, and right. it takes time. It's a yeah. different level of money in Frisco time. versus the fan base that was in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. true. I agree. Yeah. That's why they I'm call the Oracle. I think there's a looseness that the the complimentary players are playing with for Dallas, and and that comes from Luca. That I, I think game. I'm not saying the series, See, but I think game one they just come in. I think Dinwiddie's going to be hitting shots. I think Brunson. I think they're. I I think they are going to, to be able to carry over what they did. See the same way I felt. Same way I felt about Memphis though, Jay, versus Golden State. I feel like Denver. We've been there, done that, man. Ain't no pressure on. We know what we're doing. Y'all got to prove to us. Golden State. Yes. You got to prove to us. Y'all know what y'all doing. But I'm curious how they like. How will they play? They're going to go big. They're going to go small. Is Looney going to start? Like I I would go small so I can switch all the action. Yep. I would probably be limited with what I do with Looney. Uh, we use him in, in, in gaps, in spurts, because I think the switchability you can have on Luka, those matchups will get targeted. And I don't want Kevon Looney on Luka on the perimeter dancing around. Because if he gets going, like, that's a key. Like, everybody says, oh, just let Luka give you 40. I'm like, no, because no. Then, like, he's, he's similar to Steph. There are certain players in this league, Sarah, you know this, about are momentum players that create momentum for their team. Luka and Steph are that. So I, I want to limit slide, his momentum. Can you slide Draymond or or Clay on him? I on think Luka? I start with Andrew Wiggins on him, and then in, in ball screen actions, I'm trying to find ways. If Steph is on the court, they're going to Might target be too Steph. Thick for Wiggins though. They're going to target Steph. And then Poole come in and they'll target him. I mean, yes. that's mm-hmm. all. They're going to target those Doncic two. Doncic is just How they, out to hunt. Yes, but he might be too thick for Wiggins. The question is. Can the momentum get behind Golden State scoring wise? Because if you get into a scoring punch, I hear what you're saying about Spencer Dinwiddie and Jalen Brunson, but those two aren't always consistently coming to the table Absolutely. now. So, yes. like, how would they respond if that offensive like avalanche starts to happen for Golden State? Can they counter back with another punch? Well, and think about how different the system. What I will with the Warriors, the cutting actions, the That's movement, what, yeah. the yeah. spacing, the fl- like that is so different than what they saw to Phoenix. So defensively for Dallas. I'm just curious how, how you go about counteracting what you just saw and can you make the switch that See, quickly. Here's the one thing that people don't talk about enough with Golden State. Like, everybody out there, if you play pickup basketball, here's the only kind of analogy I can give you. When you go to like a 24-hour fitness or a Y and you're playing against that team where all they do is just move, run, run, you're like, mm-hmm. yo, I am tired. Yep. You naturally start to stand <laughs> That's up. The only way I'm effective anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I right. got nothing in me. Yeah, but, nothing but to outrun you. Right? Or you try to save some of your energy for the offensive end, or you inevitably get caught standing up, or you start catching a little bit of a cramp. So that's the challenge of guarding Golden State because all that action, whereas the two, you said it, Sarah, the two offenses mirrored each other with Phoenix and, and Dallas because. What Luca's bringing the ball yep. down. CP3 is bringing the ball down. Here comes the ball screen. How are we defending it? Yep. There's not as much off the ball action as there will be with Golden State. That's Here, hard to guard, man. Here's something else that they're going to be hunting Luca Doncic and switches too. We talk about Dallas is going to be hunting Steph Curry. The best way you can wear down a guy like Steph Curry and Chris Paul, what we saw in the series from Phoenix, you do the same thing to Luca Doncic and hunt him out. And make him have to move a lot more than he wants to. Take away his legs in the fourth quarter when he has to shoot the basketball. I agree. And then they'll bump on him everything. They'll run him off stuff. But that's where I think Dallas has been very strategic in how they use him, where they use him. That's though where Doncic, for as much as you could pick on him, to me sometimes the size, like you're at least covering ground, you're covering airspace, you're able to make up some of that just with your sheer size and physicality. 
And so to me, that's not the same as I'm hunting Steph or I'm hunting Poole and, and how you're looking at those. So we have this kind of, is Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan without the triangle system? You can have a legit argument about that, even though he would be a, a prolific scorer. Right, it's the same thing with Stephen Curry. Stephen Curry, Stephen Curry, without the continuity system that they've installed, because that's been a game changer for them. Like, there's certain players sometimes, like you could say systems, but like offensive systems, like those are two probably the best but systems what, in basketball. But what if Curry is a system? He oh, he's a major part mm-hmm. of the system. Same but with Michael Jordan. You, can, you can't you, have the system without him. You install. You can't have the system without him because of that's how you found Jordan the, Poole. You know his his ability to shoot the way he is. You installed that particular type yeah, of play. But same with, the, same with Phil Jackson. You got Kobe Bryant in the system. Same system as Michael Jordan. So that's how you found Jordan Poole in this system. Players that fit that system, grow up in that system, they know how to monetize it and leverage it the best way. We'll it's interesting. See. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Game well, we should have put you in the system. <laughs> I was in the system, which is not built for a PG. Oh, Good Lord. Stop complaining. Oh, good. Much rather be in this Jason Kidd system. Yeah, yes. I've More reaction to the Eastern the Conference side. Finals. Don't complain. <laughs> Don't explain. <laughs> this is what I would tell Jake. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.